Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. From Song of Solomon 8, 6 and 7. Place me like a seal over your heart like a seal on your arm. For love is as strong as death, its ardor unyielding as the grave. It burns like blazing fire, like a mighty flame. Many waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. If one tried to buy love with all one's wealth, the offer would be utterly scorned. Good morning and happy Valentine's Day. Um, this is a message about love. A little different take to it, but um, as many of you know, my husband passed away. It was a year ago yesterday. So on Valentine's Day, this seems appropriate. Ours was a crazy love, a deep, passionate love that didn't make sense to most people, and we were told not to get together. But against all odds and all reasons, we did get together. We lived on the East Coast, and I always wanted to return to Oregon. So we packed up our VW bus, and Ted's daughter, who lived with us in the summertime, and traveled west. We arrived in Oregon with $44 in our pocket. We, my husband, fortunately, got a job right away at Fischl's Furniture. By the time our son was born, a year later, we, had, we were settled in Oregon, but we moved seven times before he was six years old. We would argue and make up, and argue and make up. Why? Why couldn't we figure this out? We were two intelligent people. Why was this so hard? So we got into counseling with a wonderful woman, Abby. Then the Gulf War came. My husband was a Vietnam vet. And in all fairness, I was strong-willed and feisty. So that was part of the arguing and making up. Anyway, the Gulf War came, and I had been going to the Friday night vigils in Pioneer Courthouse Square weekly. He wouldn't come because there was this unspoken angst that he had. He hated the war and what it had done to him and so many people, and he loved his country. And so there was always this un undercurrent that we couldn't ever even talk about. 
So at that particular demonstration, there were 12,000 people in Pioneer Courthouse Square. And he decided to go along with me to be a photographer, to be able to watch it from a distance. We went with a friend and our son. And at one point, I lost him in this crowd of 12,000 people. And Patty, who's very tall, I said, can you see Ted anywhere? I can't find him. And she looked around and down on the stage where Northwest Veterans for Peace was talking. And she said, there he is. He's hugging a man. Ted? Hugging a man? My Ted? No way. Well, that was a turning point in our lives. The veterans group got stronger and stronger. And they opened a coffee house, which attracted, obviously, other veterans. And they became a tight group. And through that, some of them started to go up to the Veterans Administration for counseling, individual counseling and group counseling. And eventually, we got into couples counseling. I called us a PTSD family, because what Ted was identified was was 100% disabled with post-traumatic stress disorder from the Vietnam War. We worked really hard on healing and trying to become normal, as best we could. At one point, some Native Americans came to the coffee house and invited us up to their annual uh, ceremony that happens up on Mount Hood. Eighteen of us went that first year, and Ted is really the only one that stayed on every year for 24 years. I would go up with him, and I'd be there for part of the ceremony, but we had a young child who was not crazy about being up there. Ted would split wood and carry boughs. That felt like the way he could contribute. At one point, there was a healing for the men, a healing ceremony for the men. And this Korean vet was brushing Ted with an eagle feather and saying, let it go, brother, let it go. Tears were streaming down his face. Ted was the happiest to camp of any place on this earth. It's where his spirit, his heart, his mind, and his body all united. It truly was his church. In June of 2014, Ted was diagnosed with lung cancer that had metastasized to his brain and his bones. He never complained, and he just said, these are the cards I've been dealt, and I'm going to deal with them. And he did very graciously. We were very fortunate that way, that he didn't withdraw or retreat or get angry. He just said, this is what I've got to deal with. He started chemotherapy. It was a three-day regimen. And after the third day, we went up to this annual Native American camp. People poured out their love and respect to Ted in a way that he had never felt it before in his life. We were absolutely dumbfounded by the amount of love and bewildered and the ceremonies happening for him. As a result of this, this man that had been rigid, tight, closed, started to open his heart and to let the love in and the respect in. He was able to do this the same with our veteran friends and our other friends that weren't veterans, little by little the outpouring of love, and little by little, him opening his heart 
deeper and deeper. And our love went from being a crazy, passionate love to a deep, tender love, to a love that I couldn't even have imagined could happen. I said to him at one point, why does it take this, this horrible thing, to bring us all, to bring us this close? And his comment was, everything in our lives has been leading up to this. Once again, Ted, not knowing it, was my teacher. He even was known to say, love is all there is. So my challenge to each of you today is not just about husbands and wives, but friends, whoever is dearest to you, partners, whoever, your children. My challenge is, how can you open your heart? How can you forget your differences? How can you count your blessings? How can you cherish what you have?